Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. the other day was humming the tune to this and I was like so proud that's awesome oh my gosh my mind is like thank good. you for putting into words all this stuff I think all the time yeah man yeah that was excellent you yeah. have to come back please totally come back. I would love that I would love that yeah yeah so true so how do you there's another question for you sorry I don't mean to flip the script but I'm curious this is part of me like trying to learn other people yeah so when when talking with people, you're mm-hmm. pushing past the first two bullshit layers, okay? Mm-hmm. That's what your your goal is to get to. Mm-hmm. How do you get there and push past the two types of people? The one type of person who is too scared to share mm-hmm. and the second type of person who loves the attention and gives you a Hallmark Channel story that's still full of bullshit. How do you push through all that? Hmm. So I have been thinking about that because mm-hmm. it was something that I think I just did naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not necessarily that it – always came i think it is a partially natural skill i think a lot of it is that i've had a lot of practice so i grew up moving around and so i had to make and because friendships were important to me connecting with people was important to me i had to not just have friends i had to have real friends Mm. and so i think that looking back at my i'll give some real tips so if you stick with us i'll actually give you some real things that i do but my my process is that I think I was able to kind of get lots of practice and I'd have a friend who was a good friend and then I'd move and then it'd be like, I'd start to be friends. So and I was like, oh, this isn't necessarily my person. I need to find my person. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just had a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. growing mm-hmm. up until like college, post-college um, and always and I feel like always good friends like God provided like because I Sweet. needed that therapy connection to have a person. Now in later years, I'm trying to think, okay, what is it about when I get together with people? So I think one, I'm willing to be vulnerable. That's number one. Uh, Yep. So I throw out my mess. I tell you, if I tell you I shit my pants, like Uh how much more embarrassing, like you're going to come up roses compared to that. (laughs) Um, But I didn't do it on purpose. Like once again, this wasn't like a manipulative, oh, I'm going to share this so that they'll share. It's just that's who I was. And I think that's why it ties back into my life is I had the – I didn't know I was practicing. I didn't know I was doing this. It's just that I needed to feel like – I needed to find a friend who I could be 100% me. And you do that by – I would make a comment and someone would be like, oh, no – so instead of staying in that place and be like and learning the lesson of, oh, when I share who I really am, people won't like me, instead of that being the lesson that got learned, it was I got to try again and then share myself and and then that connected with the person. Gotcha. So the going back to the reward thing you talked about, I was able, thankfully, to have all those, I think, experiences where I got that reward of like, oh, when I'm me, I find my people. Uh-huh. So you're eating the cake. I'm eating the cake. And that's the problem. I do also love cake and oh, pasta. I love so. all, oh, my God. Bag, bag of potato chips. <laughs> oh, I love God. everything. So, um, so yeah, I think it's one is vulnerable. I'm, I'm willing to be vulnerable and go there. I think two is despite being an extrovert and despite loving to talk and people, I do think that I am a pretty good listener. You are. You're a very good listener. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and I think that goes back to practice as well. And that just like without retelling – the exact same thing. It's the same. I had practice. It was, oh, how do I find my people? It's being vulnerable, but it's also listening to them. Um, so being a good listener. And then three, and we talked about this in Emily's podcast, which is leaning into the cracks. And the cracks is that I feel like everyone is, is will, if they're willing, I should say, 
they will show you a crack. Uh-huh. And it's up to us if we want to lean into that crack. And I think that I'm also, I lean into those cracks. And of course, if I lean in and someone doesn't want to go there, then, oh, okay, fine. pull That's back. Um, but being willing to, and Emily shared something that was really important to me, which was the importance of leaning into those cracks. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I live and die for those cracks. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me those cracks. Mm-hmm. People with anxiety have a hard time giving cracks because they're desperate to share the cracks. And this is a, this is an example of me. I'm this way. I am desperate to share a lot of my cracks because I have a lot of things on. Like I'm very emotional, weighty person and I'm mm-hmm. desperate to share it. I'm scared to death to share it because of my anxiety. So if I like, I would be scared to death to sit down and have a friend conversation with you because you are the type of good listener who would pull it out of me. Because once we left that coffee shop or that bar, I would immediately feel guilty for for putting it on you. And I would send you every text message possible saying, how are you? What do you need from me? What's going on in your life? And I would say, girl, I loved our time together. Yeah, see? And I appreciated that you shared. Uh Uh-huh. See? So you're a great listener. Look at you. Also, by the way, you're a great listener too because I've been on other podcasts where the podcaster talks the whole time during the interview with the person mm-hmm. and they don't listen. You do a great job of listening. Thank you. What a great, beautiful conversation. Thank you for affirming me you're and um, meeting the social contract that we entered into. <laughs> I signed it in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you. Emily reminded me of that term and I love it. She was Stop. like, the social contract is we want to give each other affirmation. Oh my God. So you and I, like, girl, yeah, I got there. you. I got you. We're there. Um, thank you for those kind words. Yeah. That is um, my favorite thing to do is because, like I said, I like truly connecting. Yeah, I'm willing to talk about the weather. And, I, you know, people are like, I'm an introvert. I just want to talk about the deep things. I'm like, uh-uh. everyone wants to talk about the deep things, but you got to get through the BS layers. Exactly. So like, girl, if you want to talk about like spiritual, what happens with this or where we believe, sure, let's go there. But like, you know, you got to kind of. Yeah. Just, and you really got to, you really have to perfect the art of listening because yeah. uh, some of those layers might be triggers for you. And I'm not talking like emotional. Well, yeah, emotional triggers. Some of those layers might be topic triggers where, okay, I'm just going to throw up politics. Mm-hmm. Politics for you might be a topic trigger where if somebody voices something politically that is opposed to what you believe or think, you automatically want to affirm yourself with your opinion. So you stop listening, your emotions set in, and you try to interject your opinion. You have to be mature enough from a listening standpoint to get over your own topic trigger. Because if you let that person push through that political opinion, you're going to dive through the next layer to get to the real meat of it. And in society, we don't do a good job of it. Especially my millennials, like my people, we don't do a good job of it. We're not good on 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 being okay with our story not being heard. If you seriously think people matter and you want to be a good listener, you have to learn to be okay with your story and your opinion not being heard. That doesn't mean it's not right. That doesn't mean you're not correct. It just means you're confident and okay with not communicating it. Wow. And that's really huge because we just talked so much about how people want to be heard mm-hmm. and we want people to open up. Mm-hmm. And But this is like this next level Takes stuff. Takes two to tango. Where it's like, yes, you want to be heard. Yes, it's okay. Yes, we should share. Somebody somebody has to step up and be confident and care more about the other person than themselves. Like you're doing Mm. it. Jeremy's doing it. I'm doing it. We have to get to a point where we are confident and okay to care more about the other person than us. I'm like shaking because (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I just had another connection. Okay, so... I have felt or, you know, people have told me you're such a good listener and and they've poured out and they're like, well, what can I do for you? And what I've learned is that 
I can be here for you because I have people who listen to me. Bingo. Yep. And so I don't feel the need to be heard right mm-hmm. now because I've got people that hear me. Uh-huh. Bingo. So if you are struggling with that, it's like you do need to find your person who you can feel heard with. And then you can go find people to be heard. I mean, that way then you can go be there to hear people. Because it's a huge burden. You have to. Because if you're the person who's choosing the person over yourself to listen, you can only take so many people on your shoulders before all of a sudden you're going to crack emotionally yourself. It's yes. This is – we're human. There, It's not black and white. There's no systematic process to it. We are human and we are in this world together for a reason. There is a reason why we have to have better human connection and human contacting and communication. Because you're going to pull on so many people possible, but you've got to offload it somewhere else that's me like and it's hard to find someone to offload it to i'm not going to sit here and say it's easy oh go find your friend yeah because i did a podcast episode about friends and there's different friends you've got your netflix friends your bar friends your church friends your pregnancy friends your yes my friend and i called that we did an episode on friendship and she talks about that your friends are on different shelves yeah like you put them on different shelves and it's not a personal thing it's It's just personal thing it's just what what how how you guys connect exactly and again i i I'm not bashing my millennial people, you know, but I mean, we've got certain stereotypes and there's certain people out there who think this, you know, I see all my people put on social media or telling me, man, it's hard to find friends. I have no friends. There's no good friends out there. I try to think, I think I have this one friend and then they're not there for me. I'm like, was it Saturday night at, you know, three o'clock in the morning and you were at a bar and you were trying to share an emotional saga with them? Well, yes. Well, guess what? That one isn't the time or the place Two, that's your bar friend. Like, that doesn't mean they're not a good friend. I mean, that's your homie you call up on a Saturday at 12 o'clock and lunch go, yo, let's hit the club tonight. And they're always going to be there to hit the club. They're not going to be there to support you emotionally, but that's okay. They're always going to be there. So you're not going to be at home drinking by yourself. So nothing wrong. Netflix friends, yo, want to watch Netflix? I'm going to call my homie over and watch some Netflix. That doesn't mean they're going to be your support friend. It's kind of like you have, I call them where the sidewalk ends, friends. And where the sidewalk ends is where you start to fall downhill fast and you have a friend who will be there at the bottom for you. You have certain where the sidewalk ends friends, but don't put your Netflix friends, your bar friends, your pregnant free friends on the same level. Yes. That's all I've said is don't, don't like hold them up to the same level. No, it's not fair. Level. Yeah. That's not right. That's wrong yeah. of you, not wrong yeah. of them. And I think that is time back into therapy. Why therapy is so important because if you don't have that person, it is hard to find. I think it's important to, to remind people that it is hard to find those people. It's hard. And so like therapy, I think for many good things that it can do, but it can be that space so yeah. that you can dump until you find your people because if you dump on the wrong people wrong. Oh, it can, it'll it could come back you're screwed and you yeah. and i think we also have to also realize that our where the sidewalk ends friends it will be a relationship adventure it will be a growth thing it is not that you will come across this beautiful person who will mm-hmm. be there to support you that person needs to know why they're supporting you. That person needs to be trusted, which mm-hmm. means you have to do something. That person needs to be acknowledged, which means you have to do something. You can't just dump upon them. Mm. You're going to grow together. Yes, it kind of is the simple, the simplest terms is like to have a great friend, you need to be a great friend Bingo. type of thing. Yeah. Takes yeah. two to tango. Exactly. Oh, so good. Takes so two to tango, man. So what didn't we talk about? Or Jeremy, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I had a few things. I like it. Girl, G-U-R-L. Yeah, girl. I feel like it needs like the 
with the two dots over the U. Umlaut. Yeah. Umlaut. Oh my yeah. God. Right? Yes. But then it would be like Swedish, like girl. <laughs> well, and also this, this happens too, by the way, with girl, I think girl is so impactful that I will sometimes call my brothers or male friends girl. Yeah. I'm like, like when you said, I'm like, yeah, girl, when you said that. <laughs> and like, I don't mean it like from a gender thing. Yes. Like, but people yes. say, yeah, man, all the time. I'm I know. like, I will say, yeah, girl. And I remember when my brother first heard that and I have two brothers and he was like, whoa. And I'm like, dude. Come on, Wonder Woman. Like, this is impactful. He's like, you know what? I love it. I love it. You go, girl. I'm like, you go, girl. And, like, it's a thing. Yeah. Yes. Did you ever watch Last Man on Earth? No. Oh, you got to look was, that up. Well, I mean, there were, there were <laughs> some story. gags some gags that just started for a reason, but then just carried on throughout the rest of the thing. I love it. And one was he was trying to empower women. He yeah. was like, oh, it's BS that men get, you know, yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. And then, so, yeah. He, he kept, changed everything to her, so there's, like... Her sto- history instead of history. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and it, it was in, very hey, subtle. Yeah. <clears throat> very subtle the whole rest of the show. After that gag started, everything was her story. And, I and, love it. Oh I love gosh. it. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> anyway. Um, talking is not easy. I wrote down a quote that mm. you said. Talking is not easy. Nope. And it's not. For me. For Jerry. For her, it's easy. For me... <laughs> It's not easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings me around to um, something. another note that I took later on where you were talking about how do you deal with stress. Mm-hmm. Where you were making videos and you mm-hmm. were re-watching them and, and, you know, somebody came and said, post them, yeah. all that sort of stuff. That's not me. Mm-hmm. So you can deal with it that way. And I'm sure Samantha could deal with it that way. I'm more of like a internal guy. You're yeah. a writer, though, but you write. Exactly. Yeah. So I was going to get to that. Like Broke the point. I just like... Snap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, snap. Snap the pencil into the mic. <laughs> snap. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, you can break that pencil. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that one. Uh, but I'm not going to be able to write anymore. Oh, man, now we just ruined the way for you to, use, to get, get out your stress. So, uh, but yeah, writing. writing. That's So for some people, maybe more internal people, uh, introverted people. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like an extroverted in an extra intro or intro extra. I don't know. I don't know. Just kind of maybe know. both of them. Um, I've talked to someone about this yesterday. Uh, it was, you are a situational extrovert. Situational extrovert. Yes. Okay. Cause so, you're, I can, I, I accept that. Do you yeah. have to, okay. So can you be out in public and be like talkative with no problem, but you need to go home to recharge? Oh yeah, totally. You're an extra intro extra. My sister's the same thing. Like, if she's put out there, she doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel comfortable, but she can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she has to go home to recharge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas me, and I, I have a feeling you're the same way, if we're out with people, we get energized. More energy, more energy. Yes. But, so I found, I'm 37, so I'm getting closer to 40. I think I'm 37. 40's the new 20, by the way. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm, like, so young. Um, But <laughs> I have found that totally true in my younger years. Like, I would come home from a sleepover on Fridays. Like, a Friday well, – Sleep over Friday night, Saturday morning, and within two seconds, I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to go, yep. you know, I got to go spend the night somewhere else. And That's it's not too. like I didn't like being with my well, parents, but it was just I needed that constant interaction. And I found, like, when we've gone on vacation with friends, I, like, am depressed the first couple of days we get home because I had, like, so much fun. Or when I've gone away to, like, visit friends, I come home um, and I'm like... Ugh. I'm the same way. If yeah. I come home and I like try to like chill out by myself, I get depressed very fast. So usually yes. about 45 minutes, yeah. I will have no energy. I'll be tired and mm-hmm. I'll be depressed. Hmm. But yeah. if I'm out with people who are not, um, 
I don't want to say worthwhile. Everybody's worthwhile. But people who don't, fill don't your connect cup. Yeah, don't deeply, fill yeah. Yeah. I will also get incredibly depressed. So, yes, 100% true for because me. Because they're sucking out energy and I'm not getting anything back. Yeah. Which is why today, so empowering, Amy Cresmano words, when we did her podcast, it was like same, mm-hmm. bah, 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 energy. Bah, and we left and it was like, like, I want to do this again. Like, uh-huh. all day we were thinking about each other, like, oh, it's so amazing. And so, yes, 100% the yeah. same. But I will say, as I'm getting older, I do – so I've always asked people, do people drain you or energize you, you know, to introvert, extrovert. So people definitely energize me, but I do hit a breaking point. Now, that's kind of where my headaches come in and things like that. Um, and I did realize how much downtime I have, but, like, because I watch a lot of Netflix. Uh-huh. And we live Netflix. now in the country and whatnot. <laughs> so, like – You do. Yeah. So I realized how much downtime I had. But I didn't feel like it was downtime because I'm so people, people, people. But then I was needing to recharge. But, like, I can recharge with the family. I, I don't need to be totally alone. I so. I get that. Like, I get where yeah. you're going with that. I think it's the people who fill us. Like, will you – okay, here's a thing. Maybe you can relate to this. Mm-hmm. I will be at home and be feeling depressed. And when I feel that, I acknowledge it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, here we go. And I will go out of my way to reach out to people mm-hmm. digitally. And mm-hmm. I will feel energized if I get that feedback back digitally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that work for you same way or no? Texting? Yeah. yeah. Like if I a text, um, if I text like a friend and it's like even GIF texting, like I'm a big GIF texter. Um, <laughs> Me too. Is it so, GIF or GIF? It's GIF. <laughs> it's I GIF. say GIF too. It's I GIF. believe it's GIF. We looked GIF. it up. It's GIF. not the peanut butter. It's a it's soft GIF. G. It's not the peanut butter. I, I wanted to say GIF. The guy's last name is GIF. Wait. Wait, this is his last no, name? Yes. No, no it's this GIF. is like a... It's his last the name. Earl well, Sandwich I'm, I'm fine situation. With GIF. Isn't I used to call it GIF all the time. The guy who invented it, his last name is GIF. I've said GIF, and then I was told it was GIF. People will go back and forth on this for all eternity. I feel like that's oh a that's an urban myth, but I can't verify it, so who I don't know. Uh, you notice I didn't correct you because he doesn't really matter. <laughs> yes. No, I don't know. But, no. but people need to Some know. People, it's, it's it's like meme. Some people call it a meme. No, a, a mammy. Some people a swear meme. it's a meme. No. Some people swear up and down it's a meme. It's a meme. It's a, it's, it's it's a, a me. I think meme is more universally accepted. Well, whether it's GIF or GIF, that gives me life. And so if I am in the same mood and I'm not – if I'm just not feeling great, if I get a few funny GIF GIFs going with some good friends – and that's the thing where you've already made the investment into a friend. Yes. That it only needs to be something little. So like if I yes. say I'm having the uh, – like if I send a, a, a GIF GIF where it's like whatever – I feel like that's so incorrect to say a gift, gift, a gift, gift, a gift, 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 gift. That's like Mimi. Gift, gift, gift. So if I send them one and I'm like, go with one, Own you know, it. feeling like, like, and I'm just like powering through. I'm like, guys, I don't even care. Okay, don't care. A gift Power job. It's a gift job. It's a gift um, job. Um, uh, and I get that little thing back. It, I feel good. Now I will go deep here because oh. podcast place for Let's honesty. So I've said before that the podcast has been worth it because the growth Jeremy and I have had. And I feel like we've always had a good relationship. We were friends before we got married. So like we have a good friend thing going, but um, one of the common, a common sore area that I feel like many people run into is the whole technology thing, the phone getting in the way. And then just that whole feeling of not connecting. And it's still a constant work because, you know, the phone is tempting and whatnot, but what we've, some of our best conversations that we've had is that I shared with him, I go to my phone for connection. I go to Facebook to find a connection. And so I need us to feel connected. 
Um, and he wants to feel connected, too. And when I'm on my phone, he obviously doesn't feel connected. I am so glad you brought this topic up. Because, so, again, I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. And I hear from the baby boomers, especially, technology's the devil, technology's ruining communication, technology this. And I agree to disagree because here's the deal. Let's say text messaging. People say text messaging is ruining the way we communicate. However, did you know text messaging was created for people who were deaf so they could use the cellular device? Mm. Text messaging was literally created to help people communicate who could not communicate. It is the most inclusive communication tool we have currently amongst humankind. Mm. Literally the most inclusive. It takes a humankind person who cannot communicate on a device and says... Here. You can now participate in society, and we have turned it into something ugly. Now, this is with the caveat of, absolutely, it will ruin human connection if used properly. Mm-hmm. It goes back to, I don't hate humans. I hate what you, humans choose to become. I don't hate text messaging technology. Mm-hmm. I hate how humans choose to devalue and disintegrate text message communication. I don't hate social media. Social media is such a beautiful thing to be able to connect with people who really need it. Yes. I have... Great conversations with friends who are in the Virgin Islands. Great conversations with friends who are overseas. I've connected with people I would never in a million years be able to connect with through technology. However, again, it's not that I hate technology. It's I hate what people do with technology. Yes. That's my thing. Yes. Well, and so what I've said with text messaging is that I love face-to-face time together. That's one of my love languages is like the quality time. So I love texting as the bridge between those times. Yes. So I've told people, like, one of my tips for, you know, staying connected with your friends is texting. Totally. Send a text. Send a, send a gif jif. A jif uh-huh. gif. A jiffy gif. Like. <laughs> Girl, you can use, you can use, what's the one you were using? Jif. Jif, yeah. You can use, just own it. Yeah. I, but I, I want to do the right. I, I Googled it because. If you think it's right, it's the right thing. I don't know. I don't just know. So it. now I'm questioning my whole world. My no, whole. I love that you use it as the gap, by the way, too. The yeah. gap for communication. I yeah. will randomly send out encouraging text messages to friends just to make sure that they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm going to have a really intense conversation with a friend no, over text. No, way. In fact, one of my good friends last Friday, we were having uh, – we were in we, – we, we, we didn't have an argument, but there was something weird going on. And I was in a conference all day, and I'm the type of person where if there's something weird going on, I need it dealt with. Otherwise, I just admit I'm not – it's not going to be okay. Yeah. So I started texting her while I was in the conference because I couldn't obviously get on the mm-hmm. phone. And she texted me back, and she was like, this is probably not the – best conversation to text about. We should talk on the phone. And I was like, you know what? You are 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with the technology, just not the time and the place to yep. do the thing. But it got the ball rolling correct. to have the phone call. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, But yeah, so yeah, with um, with communicating, I found that I don't yeah. have that need, though, to get the connection if, uh, if we make sure to connect. And I know that we need to connect if I'm feeling like I need to go somewhere else to get that connection. Oh, gotcha. like, but not in general. Which is, should... which is why I feel sometimes like texting and social media and all that, like, I don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes it just takes away from the mm-hmm. in-person interactions yeah. that could be happening. Which it does. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally does. Right. But it, but I also agree with, yeah. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> forgot he was God, there. That dog just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> it happens There's all the time. There's a dog under a blanket on a sofa and it started shaking and moving. Yeah. Woo! You're okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. But I agree with you that, that social media and texting and all that can be a good thing, too. Yeah. Um, it's both. Oh, so I we, was going to bring up uh, what Amelia said in her podcast, which hasn't aired yet, but will by the time this one comes out. Secrets. 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 Um, it was about slot machine brain. She called it mm-hmm. slot machine brain, 
where you get on Facebook, say, uh-huh. and you're just going and going and, and you're just, you just keep feeding through and you're wasting away at just looking at all these things yeah. because you're looking for the next thing and the next yeah. thing and the next mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And you keep pulling the arm. Yeah. Yeah. Expecting a different result, but it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and the same. I, I completely agree with that, which is why when we were talking about in the episode uh, about sitting down with one person versus just posting something positive to thousands of people. Yeah. Like, again, nothing wrong with social media. Except for this concept of I want to change the world and impact people positively, so I will post a positive quote mm-hmm. on all of my social media. Therefore, I'm changing the world. Yeah, right. you're not. You might. You might go viral. Fine. Yeah. But what you're doing is making the choice to do that over maybe sitting down with one person mm-hmm. and connecting and changing that person. So yeah. I get that. I agree. Like I yeah. said, I agree yeah. on both sides. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's I don't yeah. hate the thing. I hate what the thing chooses to be used as. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like if we're in a good communication place, then it allows for the technology. Like <laughs> if, if it's like we'll check in and be like, are we good? Like yeah. we just lay here and be on our phones or watch TV. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. Feel like, no, I'm good. I, you you do that. I'm watching the Mandalorian. <laughs> like, yeah, ah, I gotta we, start that. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, that was this morning. We, uh, uh, my sisters and I have this rule when we go out to eat: no phones. Yeah, the phones go in the middle of the table. The first one to touch the phone pays a tap. Ooh, Ooh, nice. That's a good rule. How many siblings like do you have? Five biological, three adopted, but not really adopted. So my father, uh, he's Italian, grew up in a broken home. The house was open to all if you followed the rules. So that's what I situation I grew up with. So five biological, and then. Heaps of others that have just kind yeah. of fallen into oh, yeah. your into world. the family. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But my three sisters—that's our rule. When we go out to eat, and we used that's to do awesome. it. We got, in fact, this is good. I got to text them. We got to go back out to eat. We haven't been out to eat. We used to do it monthly. We'd go out to yeah. Outba- Outback in Warrington, yeah. and we would sit and we just get to know each other and talk some more. Phones, middle of the table, first one to touch, paid to tap. So, like, if you really, if it was, I mean, you better handle your stuff before you handle your shit before you go on Outback, right? <laughs> this is before it, Apple Watches, I bet, because now people could be like, oh, yeah, I don't need yeah, to watch Shelby, Shelby's got that. I'm throwing that on the table, too, now. Oh, and Corinne, yeah. they both throwing that on the table. Yeah, right. Because, uh, oh, I got a text. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's a time and a place. I have no yeah. problem with being on social media, obviously. But if we're going to sit down for dinner, throw it in the middle of the table. Yeah. Now, Shelby and I, we watch TV all the time. Like, we got the Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. First of all, awesome. I didn't think I'd be addicted to the Nat Geographic portion of that but i am oh, there's oh. a show called below zero it's about living life in a remote alaska we're addicted okay oh my god anyways looks like we got plans oh tonight. my god it's hilarious <laughs> we got so many other shows oh, to watch we i know we can't add but another that seems one like one we could just shelby and i will sit in a room together and there are times where we can be on the phones yeah. but then there's times where i can tell she doesn't want me on my phone and i don't want her phone and mm-hmm. she'll look over me she's like oh, really you're just gonna be on your phone the whole time <sighs> and i know when she says that she needs me there. Even though we're watching TV, she needs me there. So it goes back to listening and understanding a person. Mm. She's not trying to make a dig. She's just trying to communicate. She wants me to pay attention to the movie and her. Mm. Yeah. So good. Because mm-hmm. you're right. They d- it gets in the way. Like, just plan that shit out. Have yeah. a process through it, you know? Yeah. So we'll watch a show together, right? And she'll be on her phone, which is fine. I, yeah. I don't mind. But... uh Previously, in our past, she's been like, "What just happened?" Because yeah. I'll laugh at something. Right? Oh, can what 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 happened? What happened? And have- before, I would stop it and explain it or go back. Now I'm just like, "Nope, eh. sorry." So, but you that's also an indication to me of if I am not really invested in the show. So, like, if I'm in the mood to be on my phone, like even if I'm like justifying its work or I'm working on, or I'm researching or reading. Then it's like, watch something that I don't really care about. 
Exactly. Like, because you're in the mood to watch TV and I'm not. But if we want to do shoulder to shoulder time, yeah. which I think is also really cool. That's cute. Um, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder time. We're not really shoulder to shoulder. That's just a term. No, it's adorable. Um, but that's just where you're doing an activity together and Aww. you're not. That's um, just like you and your sister. Like, yeah. you're watching TV. Like, she wants you to be in it with her. And so I feel like we did that a lot, especially when the kids were younger. I used to feel guilty when I felt like I should be working more, like, you know, home business. Like, while the kids are sleeping, I should be doing this. And when we put them to bed at night, but like, my personality, I don't want to put them to bed and then have to work. And yeah. I, so I felt guilty for a few years of like, dang, all Jeremy and I do is watch Netflix. But now that we're kind of on the other side of it and we have the energy to put our free time into now this project, the podcast, I am grateful for those years we had that because that shoulder to shoulder time was, we weren't always talking and connecting because we're freaking tired. Right. But we were doing something together. Yep. That's Shelby and me. Shelby and I, when we have a show we really like, like, it's shocking how much it brings us together. Even though we're not talking during the show, out in the the other days, we'll have quotes we'll bring up. We'll be like, oh, my God, that was like Wentworth, you know? And it's like, it's special. And again, it goes back to the technology and the thing. It's really a conscious decision to invest in the person while you're Mm -hmm. doing the thing. Because did you guys watch Downton Abbey? I've yes, seen but, it. I, okay. but I missed the last. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't finished it yet, but we started watching Downton Abbey and I thought it was hilarious because it's during the era where the telephone came out mm-hmm. and the people of the older generation were saying, this is going to ruin mm-hmm. human communication. This telephone mm-hmm. will be the downfall of human interaction because you mm-hmm. don't, you no longer write letters or sit down face to face. And now I'm sitting there going, text messaging is going to ruin communication because you no longer pick up the phone and call someone. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there going, people, come on. This is a cycle. It's not about the thing. Mm -hmm. It's about taking the time for the person, you know? So, like, even if you're just watching TV with a person, just think you're watching TV with a person. But the person needs to pick a show that caters to the other person. Take two to tango. That's like email, too, by the way. Yes. Like, oh, we're not going to write handwritten letters anymore, are we? Okay, uh, I guess it's just going to all be typed and on the computer and electronic mail. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> this is stupid. I'm totally millennial, too, because I have a meme folder where I will send an email with just a meme. Yeah. yeah. I do all my communication sometimes with just memes. Mm-hmm. I will do that with text messaging, but not emails. Try it. It's fascinating how much you can get done. If somebody writes me an email, asks a question, I can literally, I have a meme for everything. I can just send a meme and they're like, yes. Like, yeah, simple, caring, charismatic. You can relate to it. Authentic. Done. Yeah. That's, that's how giffy gifs are for me. Yeah, giffy see? Giffy gifs. Giffy gif, giffy gifs. Mm, yes. mm-hmm. I keep going. All right, what else do you have on that list, honey? Topic triggers. Oh, yeah. Topic triggers. That was, that that was, was interesting. eye-opening for I me. I could have unpacked you know? that more, so let's let's go to yeah. that. Re, was, re um, say what that is, because this has been now two days for people since hearing your... Well, actually, it might not be. I don't know. Tropic, trigger, it, tropic triggers are things that are uh, vulnerable to you. They're opinions and topics that you're incredibly passionate about because you might feel mm. victimized or you might feel like you don't have a right. So, like, a lot of it tends to be around political things, mm. um, whether it be women's rights, voting, politics, whatever. They're topic triggers because to you, you're incredibly passionate about it and whatnot. And so when someone has an opposite opinion... You can't let it go. Oh, it's a topic trigger. You great. feel like you have got to validate your point and get it across. Even though in reality, that person's not going to hear it. Because they're on the opposite side of things. And mm-hmm. if you come out busting a blazing, they're not going to hear it. So it's a topic trigger. So you need to identify that that's a topic trigger. And you need to decide, does the relationship mean more than this topic trigger? So 
Let's say, for instance, I believe the color blue is the best color in the history of life. How Bullshit. Dare oh, you. my God. <laughs> How topic trigger. Dare you. And that, see? Topic trigger. Because How you guys think hot pink. You. you think hot pink's the shit. And hot pink is your color. Toast. And it's yes. Right? So it's a topic trigger. So me, let's say I mentioned that. I now have to make the conscious decision that does this relationship, does this human mean more than mm-hmm. me getting my point and story across? And mm-hmm. if it does, then I keep my mouth Shut. That is a novel mm. concept. Novel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you guys bring up that hot pink is the best color in the world, instead of me going, that's bullshit, it's blue, I'm going to go, oh, okay. Interesting. That's yeah. a good perspective. Oh, wow. That's a okay. different perspective. I've yeah. never thought about hot yeah. pink that way. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't have to agree with it. Right. I just, I don't have to validate my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's topic yeah. triggers. I do a terrible job at topic triggers. I feel like the the reason I wrote it down was I kind of feel like topic triggers uh, can also work the other way, Mm -hmm. where I'm not going to talk about politics because maybe that's a topic trigger for me. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm fine listening to somebody talk about politics. I don't have to insert myself into Mm -hmm. that conversation. I can just listen. But it's not a topic that I'm going to bring up because... Um, me personally, I don't have much of an opinion yeah. when it comes to politics. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever yeah. you like, that's fine, fine with me. I don't care. It's fine. But also, I know it's a trigger for a lot of people, so I'm not going exactly. to talk about it. Exactly. Do you care enough about the person at that moment not to bring it up? Yeah. T- you ready for this? Topic triggers. People People are so into having their story and their opinions. I was walking out of a thing yesterday, and it's cold out. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking out. There's this dude. I don't even know him in front of me. And I'm walking out. I'm like, man, it is brisk out right now. And he looks at me. No, it was brisk out this morning. <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude, who hurt you? Who, who hurt, hurt you, you so bad? <laughs> you want to just hug him. That the weather is a topic trigger for you. And I'm like, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, don't, I just wish I think we'd be in a lot better position. I mean, religion's a topic trigger. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. let's think about it, religion is somebody's really soul essence for life. You yeah. have multiple different religions. And I, I've got my belief, you've got your belief. And if somebody comes out saying this is the way it is, I don't have to validate the way I think it is to them. In fact, if I want to be loving and caring, I'm going to listen to what they believe is the actual thing for life, you know? Mm-hmm. Topic trigger. But again, it has to mean that person has to mean more to you than yourself at that moment. So I think it's really good work for us to think about what are our topic triggers so that we can work on them. Yes. Yes. Because as you were talking, I thought, ooh, going back to your question about how do I get people to open up, I, th- I started to think, I don't really think I have, like, a lot of topic triggers. And that's, like, a key that to be able to listen to people is I don't have a lot. But then I started thinking, like, but dang, the ones that are, watch out. Because mm-hmm. then crazy passionate samantha comes out well yeah what if i were to sit so, down and look at you and you were to tell me about your podcast and i would say you know what podcasting it's just that's a pointless cause oh i'd still be like okay yeah cool whatever really yeah oh, because, you're totally right yeah because <laughs> but that's because the podcast is not it's not about the podcast what okay let's have it trevor if you told me like that people only matter if they're willing to share their story yeah then okay. i would Talk, yeah. pick up this chair and throw it yeah, and be uh-huh. like yeah. you're not thinking about them and <laughs> their needs and their abilities yeah. and that you are only validating that person based on how what you consider to be so in this you know, in this hypothetical con- uh, hypothetical conversation have you stopped listening 
that's what I mean. That's where, yeah, I have the yeah. topic. So I feel, I started to feel a little righteous where it was like, oh, I'm a good listener because like, I don't have a lot of topic triggers and people, and I just don't get easily offended, but I can think of specific examples where things have been said and the Hulk comes out in me mm-hmm. where I'm like, you're wrong. Uh-huh. This is why you're wrong. Uh-huh. And so, and that has burned me. And I have said that my passion and my emotion has gotten in the way of my message. Yeah. And it decreases the effectiveness of my message because the passion comes through. And so it looks emotional versus yeah. logical. Yeah. And so that's something I need to work on so that when that trigger comes up, which I believe is a very valid, like, and yeah. using the example that we just used about, you know, with people and whatnot, I think it's completely valid. It's like being an advocate for people, mm-hmm. completely valid, but you can't be an advocate for someone if you are. If your emotion and passion gets in the way of that advocacy. Correct. Somebody Mm -hmm. has to take the bigger road. Yeah. And that's very hard. You take the high road, I'll take the low road. Somebody has to. Yep. Somebody. And if we believe and we care about people, we have to. And even if it means I have sat there with people before who have brought up topic triggers for me and just gripped my teeth and just Uh smiled and forced myself. My key when I'm so pissed off about something to refocus myself back to listening is to repeat in my head every word they're saying. So if I am blazing pissed at this person because of what they're saying, in an effort, if if I make the choice to move past it, because mm-hmm. that has to be the first choice you make. Yeah. You have to choose to move past it yeah. and continue the conversation. If I choose to, I'll just grip my teeth and mm-hmm. every word you say in my head, I repeat it back. Mm-hmm. So I'm just repeating, repeating, repeating. And then eventually I'm like, okay, it's fine. We're fine. So some really good advice piggybacking on that that I've gotten is put it on your lab coat. And using all of the information as data. Yeah. So it were, it's, it's against you, but rather than feeling the need to inter, um, interact with it or combat it or whatever, it's like, hmm, like I'm going to take this in because this is, you know, good data to see how they're the way they are and things like that, which. And you realize the villains are actually the good guys mm-hmm. because the topic trigger doesn't mean it's the meat and bone of that person. It's just a freaking topic. And that's, there's a twist in the story. Right? <laughs> I did a podcast where I said, uh, I said, uh, villains over heroes any day of the week. Because villains are usually the people who are most broken. And they're only villains because of topics that they just so happen to be strongly disagreeing on. And they become this villain of a person. But the reality is they are a beautiful person beneath a bunch of broken cracks. And mm. I think that is why I say I love people. Mm-hmm. And because for me... It's a game and not in a bad game way, like in uh, a manipulative. It's not the Game of Thrones. Yes. It's, but it's a, I want to know why you are the way you are. So if you're standoffish, if you're something, I feel like there's something in there. Mm -hmm. So I just want to like peel back those layers. Onions. Yes. (laughs) Always. Always. There is layers because we're humans. Yes. Good Lord. It's not simple. We're not simple people. And that's okay. It is. And that's where I want people to be motivated. Like why I want to bring these stories to the airwaves um, is because I want people to see that we all have those layers. And if you take the time to talk to people, to to go through those layers, like – you can find a connection. It doesn't mean you're going to be best friends with everyone. It's not going to be everyone's your person and you want to listen to them. But that 
but every person there is, we're all human. You we're know? all human. We all have a story. At the end of the day, yep. people who are like, well, I don't have any stories. I'm not a storyteller. Yeah, you do. At the end of the day, every iteration of ourselves is a different chapter in our story. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's, that's, that is what it is. And if we take the time to listen to it and, and feel it and like choose someone over ourselves, mm-hmm. like, especially, all right, it's around the holidays. I don't know when this is going to air, but it's around the holidays when I'm recording this. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, I want to show compassion. I want to show love. I want to go feed the homeless. It's great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of causes out there, a lot of things that need help. However, if you really want to iterate a change in yourself this holiday season, find someone who you don't like because of their opinions and views and things. Sit down, have a cup of coffee with them for an hour and shut up for 45 minutes and find out who they are. If you seriously want to learn compassion mm-hmm. and love, we that oh, this is another huge thing. I might get I'm probably going to get this tattooed on myself. I am so tired of hearing people say love more. I am mm. so sick and tired of it because we have to love better first. Mm. How in the hell can we love more if we don't love the right way in the first place? Mm. So get five or two or one person and practice loving them better before you try to love more people. It goes mm. back to social media. Take care of one person before social, uh, posting to millions of people because that's how you change the world. That's how you get things done. I'm so tired. I'm tired of it. Don't love more. Love better. When you learn to love someone they need to be loved instead of yourself, that's how you can do it. That's how people get in most fights anyways. Because, okay, let's say somebody gets in an argument and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this this thing special. I'm going to buy movie tickets for this person to try to make them feel better. Well, the reality is you bought movie tickets because that means something to you. Not that it means something to somebody else. Mm. Something to somebody else might be simple going for a walk. So until you can learn the other person the way they need to be loved, you're not loving them mm-hmm. the right way. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Correct. Platinum rule. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And do that with one person, then two, then three, then four, then five. Then you can love more people. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. This was so awesome. This was very awesome. This was fun. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by TwinMusicom.org. Song titled, Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.